Imagining the whole scope of our universe is no easy task. The great astronomers and physicists of the modern era have done their best, gone to great lengths, in order to try to define and examine the structure of it. Things like the discovery of dark matter, or Einstein's theories of relativity, or the forces that hold an atom together are pretty recent concepts in the grand scheme of history. You imagine trying to explain that to someone like Copernicus or Galileo at the height of their heyday, and just imagine seeing their whole worldview fall apart at the seams. How do you how do you tell a guy who's already under fire for positing that the earth revolves around the sun that there's a bunch of invisible stuff out there just holding everything together probably boggle his mind heck he might even turn you over to the inquisitors instead of himself but back to imagining the scope it's really quite impossible isn't it to think about living on what effectively is a speck in our solar system, which is itself a speck in a galaxy, which is itself a speck in a supercluster, and so forth and so on. These numbers start to lose meaning when you're counting into the hundred billion millions. And that's just the space aspect of space-time. Thinking about the time part is... Well, that's a whole other thing entirely. Perhaps we can think about the end of time the way that theoretical physicist Brian Greene does. He describes the idea of moving along time the same way that one might move along the globe to a point. He says, quote, Imagine walking along and asking someone for directions north, and they point you northward, and you keep walking. You walk north for a while and ask another bystander for directions north, and they point you along that way as well. Eventually, you reach the North Pole and ask someone there for directions north, and they would say, well, that question has no meaning here. There's no notion of going further north than the North Pole. End quote which means that heading in the same direction of time that we're going will, by necessity, bring us closer to the end. Not to jump ahead of myself here, but it really does start to feel like the time is wrong. If that phrase doesn't already strike you as familiar, we'll certainly cover it in more detail later on. But to pass the end of time as hard as it is to wrap your head around, is exactly what we're doing, even to this day. There was a North Pole, so to speak, on our timeline back in 2006. Back in the real and actual 2006, in the county of Mystery Superior in the United States of America. We saw an incredible event take place that extended the length of time in that town. And what you need to understand about Mystery Superior is that it's pretty much just like any other place, only more so. 
What we'll never be able to understand is why that fixed point in time was set to be the end, but what we can try to do is examine this sort of fascinating convergence of events that led to the overturning of that stopping point. And in order to do that, we have to really understand the kinds of things at play in our near and very recent history that led to the formation of the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. He is a salamander wearing the skin of C.E.J., the, the boy that you all knew and love. Probably the most disgusting thing I could possibly do. I go, <gasps> hey, Miss Wexler, and I kissed C.E.J. The characters. <laughs> secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. I lean my forehead the comedy. next to Susan's forehead. Everybody's talking about my new shoes. The devil is real. The, the devil is science. real. It's all been true. It's all been true. <laughs> it's hardcore mystery.